Welcome to the Cashflow Legends Podcast with your hosts, Nate, Brandon, and Brock. Remember, our insights are not direct financial advice, so consult with your financial team before making any decisions based on the topics discussed in this show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Cashflow Legends. Uh, Brock and Nate, I know that uh, we are recording in the new year of 2024, which is pretty wild to think about. There's a saying that I've heard many times, and with four kids, it's very true. It's that, uh, I think it goes something like the days are long, but the years are short. And there's some kind of theory out there. Brock, you're you're a, a learner and a reader at a deep, deep level. Maybe you know what it is. I don't. But I feel like there's a multiple that occurs with every child you have that makes time go by faster. So um, I'm going to stop you right there. I don't have any kids, so I don't know the answer to that. I know, I know, (laughs) but I figured you knew something about time or theory or something maybe you've read that uh, I'm not realizing. Yes. Ironically, I was, I was reading Money Unmasked this morning uh, by our friend and mentor, Garrett Gunderson. And, um, yeah, there's a part in that book where he talks about time specifically and, and, where we get caught up in this idea in the in the hustle culture and the business culture and everything like that, there's this phrase that time is money. Mm. And um, he kind of flips that on its head a little bit and challenges that that thought process and talks about how time is really just a tool and it's a construct. And that whole um that whole idea is driven by if we're not doing something, then we are falling behind. Mm. And his, his premise is, and we've talked about this before a little bit, like as business owners and entrepreneurs, there's a lot of pressure in, in our, um, in the business culture to, always be always be pushing always be grinding you know all this stuff and one of the things i love about garrett's philosophy is pushing back on that and challenging people to take time for yourself like enjoy your friends enjoy your family enjoy outside like you can't you can't just grind 24 7 and the reason why he can say that is because he's done it. <laughs> and now he's experiencing the other side of what he's created, where now he's created a game for himself that he calls win, then play. He's designed, he's designed a life that's worth playing. And guys, I just want to tell you how grateful I am that we're doing this podcast for a second there. I thought we were just talking. I didn't even realize... We were on the podcast. I almost said, wait a second, are we, are we in this podcast? So I'm glad that we're doing this today. This is a lot of fun. Well, I had the pl- pleasure of meeting somebody yesterday that uh, Brock introduced us to. Um, Nate wasn't able to be on that uh, Google Meet with me because Nate and Brock were game planning on something that we're excited about that we'll be introducing to members and potential members. But he said something uh, that uh, I really appreciated, and he, and he kind of alluded to what, Nate, you just said, and we'll try to bring this back into the topic today. And he basically just talked about 
we have to be very clear on what our goals are before anyone else can help us accomplish our goals. And and then I'm going to add this little caveat. Sometimes you need to get around people who have already accomplished goals in a way that you want to accomplish them so that it can help bring out of you what your goals are. And I know that's a big theme for Nate and I in 2024. I know Nate has had some uh, quality conversations with Garrett recently. And that conversation has led to a lot of really good thinking of what does my time really look like? And that's also involved with, you know, how Brock and Nate and I communicate and how we interact with Brock's dad, Trent. And it's really about being clear on what time means to you so that life can be something that's enjoyable. So let's bring it into the business owner mindset, okay? And kind of dive into our topic today. So I want I want to frame it out this way first, guys. If you are someone who already owns a business, whether it's a single member business, whether it's 100 employees, 500 employees, 1,000 employees, multiple businesses, or you are someone who loves what you do as a uh, school teacher or an educator or a contractor, whatever it is, but you love the idea of maybe having a business someday because you at least learned or maybe listened to our podcast and learned that there's a lot of benefits to how much more of your money you can keep if you're a business owner. It's just made, the tax code's made for that, if you understand it. Then this episode is for you because it's really about the power of capital we control. And I'm going to start with that statement right there. When I first started understanding infinite banking, this word capital got thrown around a lot. And I truly didn't understand it. And this is for me why I didn't. I didn't understand it because I'd only ever been in a profession that signed my checks that happened automatically as long as I showed up and performed the way I was supposed to. And I never really understood what really capital meant. So when we read Becoming Your Own Banker, one of the things I really like about Nelson's message is he says, don't be afraid to capitalize, which required me to really understand what does capitalization mean and what does capital mean? So I'm going to give this brief example and then I'm going to pass it over to the guys. If I have a family of four kids and a wife and they matter to me more than anything other than my relationship with, with the Lord, for me to be the best father or husband I can, I have to be willing to capitalize in the time and the energy and the knowledge and the experiences that we have together. I have to be willing to put in time. I'm willing to capitalize on that. And that's a priority. So when my brain started understanding how capital and capitalization work together, that's kind of where it started for me. Okay, what does it mean to capitalize in general? And then what does it mean to have control of capital? So when you guys here, infinite banking and capital and how it allows business owners to be successful. What does that mean to you guys on a very basic 30,000 foot level? To me on a very basic 30,000 foot level is good things take time, right? When we talk about wealth, even just wealth in general, you're not going to have a million dollars tomorrow just because you put $10,000 into a, an account today. You need to continue to put money in. You need to get rates of return. You need to let time do its thing. You can speed it up by the things that you do and the value that you create, but it comes from the hard work at the beginning and being able to capitalize and get the steadiness of your business and continue growing. That's good. 
So a lot of times when we hear about business owners, from our experiences, when somebody comes across the infinite banking concept and just controlling their capital, business owners who've been doing business for a while grasp this quicker from my experience, and I know Nate's experience, than someone who has not been a business owner yet. So mm-hmm. what are some of those reasons that that comes up? Typically, uh, a business owner will pick this up a little bit faster because business owners understand cash flow. Um, And they tend to understand leverage. And those two things are vital to understanding how money works and how money can work to your advantage. And one of the things you said earlier, you know, we're talking about uh, businesses today. um, And and some might be confused that we're talking specifically to a business owner. But if you receive a paycheck from your employer, your personal economy is your business. So a business has revenue. It has, it has inflows and has outflows just to make it real simple. Your personal economy has inflows and outflows. And so don't be turned off when you hear uh, somebody talking about business, because so much of what we talk about when we're speaking to the business owner, can absolutely be applied to the individual at whatever level you're at. So your businesses run off of efficiency. So your personal economy should run off of efficiency. You should make sure that you are maximizing your potential, whether you're a business owner or whether you're just an individual receiving a paycheck. All right. Um, Oh, my bad, Nate. Go ahead. So the the last thing I'll say is we we say the reason why business owners get this quicker is because they understand cash flow and they understand leverage. Those two concepts for the, the for the average individual are not difficult to grasp and understand if you press into and are willing to learn. So when you hear cash flow and you hear leverage, don't be turned off by those terms either because they're not that difficult. All right, I'm going to I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit on the other side of this and it'll tie into <laughs> it'll tie into our conversation. So Yeah, go ahead. Here's another reason that business owners grasp this if they've never been introduced to it before and it's new to them <clears throat> is because they have well, let's back up. We've all heard that statistic out there that like uh, 80% of businesses fail within the first 5 years. And that's probably pretty close if you believe in the Pareto principle, which has been proven over and over and over again. This is why. Because they had an emergency and they didn't have capital that would allow them to make it through the emergency. Or they didn't have capital to put into opportunities that could expand their business. And they didn't know how to do either one of those efficiently, depending on what side of the coin they were on. And that happens in our personal economy as well. Most of us in our personal economy that are literally one or two terrible things happening to us that we couldn't predict away from being in a much different position because of lack of efficiency. Notice I didn't say increase in income yet. I didn't say anything other than lack of efficiency for how we provide protection to our greatest assets and how money inflows and outflows daily. 
business in a business owner sense, and Nate made a great point there, your own personal economy. If you start treating it like a business, you'll be stoked on what you are able to create. And Brock, you hit the nail on the head. It takes time. <clears throat> anything worth anything takes time, period. And I am the, I am number one, numero uno, the worst at wanting to get things done too fast and not slowing down and realizing that it's going to take time. And anything that I, is, I, go ahead. I, I think I hold that trophy actually. So I don't know, man. We both got a <laughs> we, got, we both got a tight grip on it. It's like, and then we. I think I think it's I think it's uh, obviously we're we're not trying to um, be blasphemous or anything like that. But my thought is when Paul says, "I am the chief of all sinners," yeah. uh, I I I, I kind of feel that you know for 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 us and some of the things that we've done. So, anyways, yeah, absolutely. All right. So when we're talking about business owners and, and let's, that's a great reminder, Nate, your personal economy, if you start treating it like a business, you're going to find a lot better benefits that are going to create the new things that you want the most. <clears throat> so let's go down from 30,000 foot to maybe 15,000 foot. So if we understand the basics of infinite banking and we understand the basics of having this whole life policy that has cash value in it that we can borrow against for our business, what are some benefits of that in regard to the need for financing in businesses or the need for opportunities in business? You know, early on in business, you could be a thriving business and have a lot of cash. Like I think of chiropractors a lot of times, like they're a very cash heavy business. They do really well, but they also, because of insurance regulations or whatever, they have to keep so much in their operating account. Well, when you're just starting out, it can be difficult to get financing from a bank or an institution. And if you do get it, sometimes the terms aren't very favorable. Mm. But if you know that you're, um, I guess I could say cash rich. If you know that you are taking on a lot of this cash and you're able to, to sustain and continue to grow, moving some of that cash that you're allowed to into your policies now gives you the benefit of putting the money in your policy and then being able to finance things on your terms. And so let's say that you're the this chiropractor. You just got into a new facility. You're crushing it. You had an old x-ray machine but then you needed a new one or another one so you could see more people and do more things. Well, instead of having to go to the bank, what you could do is now finance that whole x-ray machine or a bunch of it through the policy. And so now you're creating different areas in which, you know, you're not having to be reliant on the banks. Now in no way, shape or form would I ever say that we need to eliminate all banks. You have to have banks to live in this world in our society to do things. But if you can have a policy to where you can take favorable term loans, you're going to be able to take advantage of a lot of really good things early on in your business. And then later on, as you continue to grow through that and into your wealth. So funny enough, Brock, a good buddy of mine who is my chiropractor is beginning to be introduced to this stall process and his exact connection immediately was, man, I pay hundred, hundred and fifty thousand dollars for these pieces of equipment. 
And you're telling me I can control that financing and I can control the cash flow and I can be the, the financer of that to keep the flow the way I need to while I'm transitioning to this new piece of equipment or new thought process or new staff to operate it. I'm like, you absolutely can. So mechanically, what does that mean? Let me back up to something you said about banks real quick. One of our dear friends in the, in the world that we're in said this, and maybe he copied it for somebody, but I remember hearing him say it first. And he said, we have to reframe our thinking on banks. So it ties into what you just said, Brock, about banks are always needed. And I had a tendency right when I started to understand becoming your own banker and infinite banking that I've made banks the, the, ba the big bad wolf in an unhealthy way from my point of view right now. Okay. So this is how he flipped it on his head. And I use this often. There are two ways that banks operate in our life. Simply either we are their product and they're using us or we know the rules of the game and we can use them to our advantage. And really, once you understand the rules of the game, then they become a tool that allows us to accomplish what matters to us first and foremost. And that's much different than I am their product and they are using me. So that's been a great shift even for the last year for me. That was a, something that happened in 2023. I was like, oh, I really like that. Because we were looking at a potential investment into a group of like-minded thinking and it involved banks. And I was having a real hard time getting over that mental hurdle until he said that. He goes, no, we're just going to use what the rules of the game are and let the bank benefit us to do what we need to do. And I'm like, ah, I really, really like that. And so, you know, one of the greatest opportunities for us to all grow is to get around people who challenge our thinking. And that's really how you start growing. Or you stay stagnant and you believe what you believe and that becomes your new belief system. And maybe that's what you're happy with. And that's okay too. Uh, this podcast you know, I think that, be for that. <laughs> I think that's a great point um, because so often we make assumptions about how somebody feels about something without asking the questions. And then we might be surprised by the answer mm, and it might good. unlock, it might unlock something for us that we were stuck on and that we were held back from. That's really good. That's really good. So we kind of talked about on a, a big level of equipment with the chiropractor controlling the flow of money. I'm going to go one level deeper just a little bit and, and just say, if this piece of equipment financed through the bank was $1,500 a month, okay, and you're trying to maybe transition in, my buddy, my buddy is opening a new office, so this is all relevant. We just had this conversation. He's going to be buying new equipment that, by word of mouth from his current location, is going to create cash flow pretty quickly, he believes but he doesn't have to send that $1,500 to the traditional bank loan now because he financed it through a policy loan against his policy. So it gives him some runway that gets some momentum built in getting the new employee in there to run the piece of equipment and those kind of things. And as soon as that starts happening, now he just redirects those payments that he was going to send to the traditional bank loan to his policy loan. And he understands the faster I do that, the faster I can use it again to go buy a new piece of equipment or expand, you know, whatever is important to him. So it's so let, let me go into detail or yep. maybe not detail. Because I'm my coaches tell me don't go 
into details or you're going to get stuck. Yeah, so, that's true. I, but go ahead. You you, so, you do have a master's in finance from Vanderbilt. <laughs> <laughs> so when you go into this thinking, right? So you've saved this money up in your policy, right? And it, you either saved it in your policy or you saved it in a, a traditional bank account. Well, that money is going to be used for something. You're either going to spend it, you're going to give it away, or it's just probably going to sit there, right? And when we invest it somewhere, that could either be something like the market, real estate, whatever it may be, or it may be something back in our own business, right? And so if, if we know that that's already set aside for an investment, the best investment you could ever make is back in yourself. And if you're a business owner, back in your business. Where we're in, And in this scenario, now we don't have to re relinquish control of that capital. What we're doing, um, as my good friend, uh, Mike Isom and mentor talks about, is you are your number one investment. Your business is your number one uh, investment. And uh, the number one strategy is using uh, this system. And so... What you can think about is if you take this money and you were to invest it somewhere, call it the market, it's going to stay in that market and it's going to sit there until you tell it to do something else. Well, if you are this business owner and you're financing something, whether it's an x-ray machine and a truck to do trucking with computers, whatever it may be, a, an assistant, whatever it is, when you put the money in there, when you make the investment in something within your business, you would hope that it returns more cash flow back to you. That is why you made the investment to make your life better, right? Your business better. So if you can take that cash flow and redirect it back into your policy, well, now you're opening that liquidity up immediately rather than sending it to the bank to where you lose that cash flow for good. And so what can end up happening is you already know that the next year comes along, you're paying your next year's premium because you've already factored that in. You are already saving that money. But the new cash flow that was created because of the investment, after you've paid the loan back on your policy, now you have that increased cash flow to go do something else with, whether that's create a new policy, whether that's buying uh, new investments, new equipment, new employees, whatever it may be. But now you get to grow into your wealth with the things that you're creating. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a little plug there real quick. One of the things we're most excited about that will be available to anybody that feels like we're a good fit, you know, because truthfully, that's really what we do when we work with people. You get a feel for us, we get a feel for you. And there are some people that we don't want to work with. I mean that lovingly, but the longer that we do this, we get more clarity on how that operates and you figure it out pretty quick. But what Brock's describing there is like a clear way to design and show how money is going to flow through your life with your business. So I'm this profitable this quarter, and now I'm going to make a conscious decision on how on how money's going to flow through my life and where it's going to go next. All right, you need to get you one of them those horns for your dog there, Brandon. Man, alive! <laughs> it's supposed to be canceling so, the noise, but it's not. No, it so is. here's here, Brock when he was uh, talking a second ago. It reminded me of something, and it's the the four things essentially that we can do with money. We can save it, we can spend it, we can 
give it away or we can invest it. And one of the things I love about the idea of capitalize, capitalizing our policies is, in a sense, we are satisfying the need for savings. And now we can simultaneously figure out what else we want to do with it. You know, how else we want to go create value with that. And when you were talking about your, your buddy and what he's doing or what he's potentially going to be doing with his strategy, um, if you are early getting started on a policy or something like that, you don't necessarily have time to capitalize or season that policy because that takes time, like we talked about earlier, but there's still ways that you can take advantage of it early on. There's some short-term benefit to um, putting money into a policy if you have certain, you know, there's different ways it can be structured and things like that where you can take advantage of some of the opportunities with the cash value and things like that. But if you are just capitalizing, basically just recognizing the fact that there's a better environment my money can be held in, now you have the ability to create terms for yourself when the need arises in your business that gives you massive amounts of flexibility. And as a business owner and an individual, we have cycles. We Like a business owner has months where hey, this month wasn't as good as last month. Like it happens. Well, in our own personal economy, we have months where, oh man, you know, the car broke down. You know, like we have months that weren't as good as the, the last month. But if we are practicing the process of capitalization and saving money in that environment inside of our policy, when the emergency shows up or the opportunity shows up, now we have the capital, but we also simultaneously create the flexibility that we didn't need early on when we were capitalizing. One of the, I don't know if you guys are like me, but one of my most favorite things to see people realize, business owner, personal economy, business owner thinking, is when they recognize that X amount of dollars were disappearing out of their life almost, they were oblivious to it. And then they go, Oh, so I could take these dollars that were disappearing that had no purpose, not changing my budget. I'm not changing anything other than my thinking. And I'm going to rock your dad says this and maybe he got it from you or you got it from him. I'm going to lasso those dollars and basically go get over here, start working for me instead of disappearing. And, and then I he says, and then I close <laughs> the gate behind the dollars. There the, so I corral. Them. That's exactly right. And, and I, being out in the country and seeing animals all the time, I appreciate that because I can envision and I've seen a stupid cow wander off with no gate. <clears throat> Dollars do the same thing. They just disappear and then they end up tangled up in the barbed wire or they tear something up or they don't create value for you because you didn't have a structure for them. So same thing with our dollars. So when we get to sit down and do this with business owners, or anybody looking to start a business or control their personal economy as a business, hardly ever, truthfully never, do we go, you need to figure out where 20 grand's coming from out of nowhere. The first thing is, is how's money flowing through your life? And is are there some dollars that we can lasso to create more value for you so that you can capitalize those dollars to do the next things that matter to you the most? Yeah. Something, something that... This is going to kind of go funny off what you said, but if you're from the South, you'll probably um, 
you'll probably go along with it. But, you know, sometimes I send friends of mine pictures of what's happening on Facebook to my friends in the north. And, you know, sometimes you'll see a random picture in a community group like, hey, uh, your donkey's loose. I've got it tied up on my tree in the front yard. And I'm like, man. So what that's kind of thinking is like, hey, if, if we come into your world and we find these dollars that once we're getting away from you, like this person found the lost donkey and tied it up in their front yard, do you want them back into your world? Or are you going to say, oh, don't, don't worry about it. You can keep them. No, you're probably yeah. going to want them back because those donkeys are going to help you fend off those coyotes that are going to come and do whatever they, they do um, to your property. And so when, when you can corral those things and now you have team members around you to help you um, recapture or capture those dollars that were once getting away from you, you'll be in a good spot. Yeah. So me, me and Brandon grew up in an area where the rodeo was right down the road. And so we would go to the Marshall rodeo a lot, you know, in high school. And I just remember the calf roping, you know, session and you know, what's the, what's the objective It's to get that calf on the ground and get it tied up. So quit as I mean, efficiently and those dollars as are just running around the, running around the arena until you do something about it. Yeah. A, uh, a stark realization I had by being around people way smarter than me that were willing to share what they learned is that money doesn't disappear. It just goes into someone else's pocket or bank account until it gets to that pocket or bank account where they know how to keep it for the rest of their life and keep pressure on. It. That's really it. So when, when somebody goes, well, I like you just said, Brock, are you going to leave it tied up somewhere else? Or are you going to go, Oh, thank you. Let me bring it back into my yard to benefit me. And if you know anything about donkeys, they are mean. And they are really good at keeping off predators. Okay. So we could go on and on with this analogy, but we'll spare everybody the details that doesn't live in the South. So hey, I gotta uh, I gotta throw this fun fact in. I heard okay. um actually actually so me and Brock are part of a mastermind with Garrett, and I heard this in our mastermind. Uh if a hungry if a donkey gets hungry enough and you don't limit the amount they eat, they will eat until their stomach explodes. Interesting. Interesting. I don't think I'd ever heard that before. But I know I've been in a pasture where a donkey was across the pasture, and it didn't like it. Yeah. And I got out of there as fast as I could. There you go. Fun fact of the day. Fun fact of the day. We might have to, <laughs> might have to add that on occasion. Anybody got a fun fact unrelated <laughs> to financial well-being? All right. So My mind's all kinda, over the place. You're good, man. I love it. <laughs> hey, we're just three guys talking, doing what we love. You know, there's we don't have sure. to be perfect about like it. Like Brock said, I forgot. I forgot we were even doing a podcast. I thought we were just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for business owners, we have we've already talked through the idea of capitalizing. And you know, a way to think about that is you're gonna as a business owner, you're gonna save money and put it towards or for something. Or you're gonna save it for peace of mind. Okay, whatever that is. So if we start thinking about building that foundation and long-term planning, one of the things that I hear the most from business owners who are just getting introduced to the concept of becoming your own banker, maybe they saw a TikTok or something and there's just a snippet. I've heard this question multiple times, so I want to hear your thoughts on this question. Hey, Brandon, I know you understand something about infinite banking and becoming your own banker and whole life policies. Can it help me save taxes? No. All right. You want to expand on that a little bit or you just want to keep it at net? 
I'll explain it in a little bit, but we're not I, tax advisors, all those yeah. things. Yeah, consult your tax advisor, blah blah blah. There's my snippet. Don't yep. don't don't find me, but no, it does not help you save on taxes. A lot of people want to ask, hey, can I write this off? Well, if you write something off that's tax going in, it's gonna come back out on the other side a little bit different, meaning it's gonna be taxed. Yep. So you gotta understand what areas that you're going from. Okay, there are scenarios when you may want to write off life insurance premiums in business scenarios. Um, please consult your tax advisor, blah, blah, blah. There is a triple tax threat when it comes to life insurance, though. When the money is in the policy, it is going to grow tax-free. You can access it tax-free, and the death benefit pays out income tax-free. Now, I said tax-free on the growth or on the on the uh, distribution of the life insurance. It is technically tax deferred per law 7702. Mm -hmm. That is, if you go over basis in certain scenarios, consult with your tax advisor and, and general advisor, blah, blah, blah. That's good. That's good. One of the things that Nate and I are really focused on, I'm going to go back to Brock's original point a few points ago about investing in yourself as a business owner. It takes just a little bit of effort to recognize if it's going to symbiotically benefit you as a business owner and your flow of money. Like the example of the equipment for the chiropractor that is having, he's buying a piece of equipment to make his business better and he's controlling that process, which by the way is going to lead to more income, which by the way is going to be able to provide more to his family and the goals that they have for the things that matter to them the most. Okay. So, 2024 for Nate and I, like if I were to summarize what our focus is going to be, it ties into Brock's great example of that point. If there's a dollar going out of this business, we are both on board that it is going into our growth and our business directly. Like we can see it, we can track it. Now, what could that be? That could be updating bookkeeping services. That could be working with somebody that is a CPA that we're working with. That could be Nate going to, to Colorado in June to an event to learn more about what we do. That could be me going to Nashville in January to learn more about what we do to get better because we're investing in ourselves. And this podcast is an example of that. We're choosing to take time to share what we learn, share what we learned the hard way, things we've learned from other mentors and, you know, advisors and conversations. And it is an investment because we're putting time towards it, but we know it's going to have a symbiotic benefit for all of us in regard to how we get to interact with people. And that's really where the power of controlling the flow of money and capitalizing comes in. Nate, I don't remember how you say it always, but it's something about what's the economic value of certainty and control. How do you say that? Is that how you say it? Yeah, that actually came from Patrick Donahoe. Um, okay. Originally, and and okay. I didn't remember where it came from up until I heard him say it not long ago, or maybe Brock quoted him or something. But anyways, it, it, well, that comes from Les McGuire's memoir of the economic uh, value. Of yep, that's a gotcha, great. Gotcha. Yep, that's a great one. So so I expanded on it a little bit because it was the economic value of certainty, and I expanded on a little on a little bit because of the components of of what we promote with strategies and things that we do. So the economic value of certainty, control, efficiency, and liquidity is really what it boils down to. 
those four components. Those four components are going to be more important in most cases than whatever rate of return you might be receiving on something. All right. So let's talk about the downside of this as a business owner and what you think you know about becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept, what could be. So I get asked often, what's the downside of this? And Nelson referred to human behavior. If you read Becoming Your Own Banker, the first half of the book is about human behavior and laws related to human behavior. You could read the first half of Becoming Your Own Banker and learn more about how you think you think and maybe reframing how you think. And it, it doesn't even have to tie to money. It's about how we think. So what's the downside? If you or I are not willing to recognize that anything worthwhile should take time, not only will, but should, <clears throat> then this is, this has a lot of potential pitfalls. Okay. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to give a spin tied to that. We believe confidently that if you have a microwave mentality and you're not willing to recognize the power of saving or capitalizing and how that works, this might not be for you because that's more of a get rich quick scheme. Let me make my money do more than mo more than one thing at a time with high risk. It's the opposite of what capitalization is. Okay. Now there are some gurus out there who teach on TikTok and other places. I'm not knocking TikTok. We may use TikTok one day, but they teach this short range thinking, but they can't tell you why or how that's going to benefit you long range. So think about somebody that you trust that is living a life that you want to live. They are normally wise. They've lived through experiences. So I think about, you know, asking someone that's a, you know, a deacon in my church that I know has gone through life. I'm, if I pick his brain about what it's like to be a deacon, well, he's got 40, 50 years on me. He's going to have wisdom that I don't have. And it's going to often tie to long range thinking. Okay. So capitalization as a business owner is a great thing for all of us to think through and really recognize that we're going to always be trying to capitalize somewhere as a business owner. The real question is, is how efficient is it for us? How is it benefiting us today, tomorrow, long range? How can we use it? So guys, do you have any kind of final thoughts on that related to the whole topic? No, I think you hit the nail on the head. Okay. Um, I yeah, I think you, you did well there. Cool. I, I just that. have one tip for anybody listening. Um, and this ties back to what you just said, Brandon. And uh, this comes from Dan Sullivan, something that we've talked about a lot, something we've implemented in our business and has helped us out tremendously. Ask who, not how. If you're stuck, don't try to figure it out yourself. Just ask, who do I know or who can I connect with that can help me with this problem? I literally had a conversation with somebody yesterday about ask who, not how. And uh, that's a great, that's a great uh, bow. Uh, to put on this. I think that's awesome, Nate. So just remember, controlling capital is important. Understanding how to do it in a way that benefits you and your business, either as a business owner or your personal economy or how they can work together, all can benefit you. 
hit those like subscribe buttons send us an email on our two cash flow legends with a z at gmail.com we are working towards eventually making it more smooth for you to connect with us that is something that's going on this quarter hopefully we'll have that ready by the end of q1 that we'll say q2 uh, at the latest and um we just want to make it to where if you have questions you have the ability to get to know us so that you can see if you think we may be a good fit or not and we can go from there so uh, we appreciate your time today and i uh, hope you all have a blessed day